If you're a business owner, price reduction may be the thing that leads to your business destruction. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. So one of the most common things that happen in business is that when you want to increase cash flow or you know you want to increase the business growth, especially if you're someone who watches you know how much money you make, the big thing that can really hurt businesses is dropping price in order to get a customer or in order to maintain customers that you've got so they don't go to competition. The problem with this though is that when you do that, it's a fast race to the bottom of the pack. And that can be absolute destruction for business. Now, I had this same mentality when I was younger. We'd started the business, we struggled for a couple of years, started taking off, and then all of a sudden, we went from pretty much struggling to make a million dollars in one year to like superseding that quite dramatically within a couple of months. And so I'm sitting here thinking, wow, this is great. We've got all this cash flow coming in. There's all this money coming in. And so I'm looking at the bank account and money's coming in and money's going out and I'm thinking, wow, this is fantastic. And down the track, I started realizing that we were in deep shit. And we were in deep shit because the customers that we were onboarding and bringing on, number one, didn't have the money to keep buying. So it meant that they were coming in at lower price points and we were price reducing and then putting them on long-term payment plans. And so we took on all the risk of the payment plans because back five or six years ago, we didn't have things like afterpay and all that sort of stuff. So essentially the only two options were, or three options really, was you had to finance the customer through a finance company, you had to onboard the customer and pay full price, or you would go on some sort of a payment option. Now onboarding them, and if they were signing up for you know a 20 grand program or something, it made sense to finance them. But a lot of the time, if someone was coming into our events and they were paying you know two and a half or three thousand dollars for one of our events, like Thrive Time or something like that, we would chuck them on these payment plans where they were like $47 a week, I think was the cheapest payment plan that we did. And so we had a lot of people who were coming to our events because they were stuck in life, they were miserable, they didn't know what to do. Some of them didn't have jobs, some of them didn't work. Some of them had depression, anxiety, eating disorders, drug addiction, all of those things. And me being me, I'm thinking, you know, I just want to help everybody and I've got the tools to do it. So, you know, bring them in and we'll help them out. And so we're chucking on all these payment plans. But then after a little while, we're finding payments are bouncing. The customers we can't get in contact with, there was a large amount of them that myself being ignorant and my team being ignorant as well, we just thought, you know, they'll pay us. So we let them come to the events without having paid in full, which was absolutely fucking stupid. So we're essentially delivering the product and the service. And then after the event, a couple of weeks afterwards, they just go MIA or missing in action, can't get hold of them. They still owe us maybe a thousand bucks. And we're just sitting there thinking, what the fuck did we do? Now it looked good on paper because there's all this money coming in. And plus we had all of this money that was owing to us, which was fantastic. Cause you look at it and you go, wow, we're owed a couple of hundred thousand dollars. You know, at some points we're owed over half a million dollars. So that was fantastic because we knew we would have this cash flow coming in. But the problem was, it created an absolute nightmare for our customer service team because they're on the phone, they're calling them, they're sending out emails. And then after a while, we started sending some to debt collection and then you know the customer's getting fucked off. They're telling people what a shit business we are and how we'd never do business with us again. Now, it wasn't that they were irresponsible and didn't pay us the money that they fucking owe. Just like most people in life, when they're held accountable, 
they freak out and blame somebody else. And they were the customers that we had. We got to a point where about a year and a half ago or two years ago, we wrote off a couple of hundred thousand dollars just straight off the books that we just had to write off in payments because we're never going to get this money. And what it taught me was that sometimes being the nice person in your space leads to the destruction of the business. And what was happening was because of the customers that we were onboarding, it was creating not only a logistical nightmare for our team, but also we weren't getting paid. It was creating a nightmare for myself and Jess because you know we're having to chase down customers that we don't really want to do. We're having to send them to debt collection. Some of them went to court. You know, there was just a whole bunch of head fucks. And it was because we were always trying to be nice to everybody. And it taught me that if you're running a business, it has to make business sense. And I think this is where a lot of business owners get trapped is that at the time you want to look after everybody, you perceive yourself as a nice person, you want to look after your customers, you want to do the best by them, but sometimes it's at the expense of the business and it will be at the expense of your mental health. And for some business owners, it may be at the expense of their relationship, especially if there's financial pressure and it's putting pressure on the relationship because finances are getting jammed up or that it's creating a lot of stress at work. And when one of you get home from work, then you're stressed out and you're either shut down or you're pissed off or whatever. It puts a lot of stress on the relationship. So what I learned from that was, first of all, you need to get really, really clear with the customers that you want. Who are your ideal customers? Who are your best customers? Now, we spent a lot of time at our most recent business odyssey going through this where I call it a market wedge, where you're spending the time to get really, really clear on the ideal customer. Now, you might have three to four ideal customer avatars, but you need to know exactly who they are. And the question is, can they pay? You know, I was talking to someone the other week and they said, I really want to educate kids. I would love to get out there and do stuff for kids and in schools and all this. And I said, first of all, before you think about that, who's going to pay you? So you have to think about who's going to pay. Because if you're targeting kids as your business and you're marketing to kids, the parents have to pay. So unless the kids niggle their parents enough to get what it is that you're selling, you may never sell a thing in your life. There are some people out there that I've worked with in the past and they said, you know, I want to help disadvantaged teens. Now the question is, who's going to pay for that? Because if the people that you're targeting can't pay, then you don't have a business. You either have a charity or you have a side project or a hobby or something that you're just going to invest in. And those two things are fine, but you have to understand who is going to pay for things. Now for us, we realized that our best customers, we had these amazing customers that paid on time. They were fantastic. I loved hanging out with. I could go during our events. I would go out for dinner with them. I'd go out for lunch with them. You know, I could eat good quality food because the majority of them liked eating nice food. I also noticed that some of them like to have a glass of wine or whatever. We can sit around, have some banter and talk shit or, you know, we can even talk about the event, but it's like I'm hanging out with friends. So we looked at those customers and they became our customer avatars to start with. Now that broadened a little bit from there, but our community is wild because we've got a bunch of down to earth people who aren't politically correct, who don't take fucking offense to everything, who make enough money that they can pay us what we charge, which is well below what they get back in return. And normally they're appreciative. They refer other people to us and we've got a great community. Whereas back in those days, I used to get really pissed off and frustrated with our community because there was a whole bunch of people in there who weren't paying on time, who were just fucking irresponsible. But it was because my insecurity that was me wanting to grow our business and thinking, shit, the more I can help everybody, the more our customers are gonna look after us. And that's not true. Just because you do the right thing by a bunch of people does not mean that they'll look after you and it doesn't even mean that they'll care. It depends on the person and it depends on the people that you're targeting. I mean, we have business owners who come to our events who never even talk about what we do or never even tell anyone. And that's fine because that's not what they're paying for. But the large proportion of our community normally refer, they've been sharing the podcast, 
They've been telling people about our Facebook community, the Driven Mofo Business Hacks community. And so they've been adding people to it or other business owners to it. They'll send people to Thrive Time and they're our best referral source. So you really have to get clear with who are those best customers and how are they paying? And also deal with the fact that you don't always have to be the nice person. I will consistently say to people, look, you're not ready yet. And I had to learn that the hard way. I also had to learn how to put in payment methods that made sense. You know, if someone can't pay a good chunk of change in order to come to our events, now it's not a lot. Like for most people out there, it's not a lot. Like, you know, some of our payment plans are a couple hundred bucks per week or per fortnight or something like that. It's not heaps. It depends on the product that they want. But if someone's coming to Thrive Time, you know, normally it's a couple hundred bucks a week or something like that. And so most people that we want can pay that. But then there are a whole bunch of other people out there who think that it's too expensive. And I just tell them to come back when they're ready because they're not ready for us yet. And normally I'll go into a lot more advanced stuff in our events than some of the other events. So maybe they need to go somewhere else first, learn from them, and then they'll come to us later down the track. Since we've done that, the payment plans have tightened up. You know, our sales are way, way better. We get way better people into our community. You know, the majority of people I speak to on the phone are self-aware enough that they go, I've got a problem. I'm not where I want to be in life or in business, or I've got this consistent stress and pressure and chaos and I need some help. And so they're self-aware enough to realize either in their personal life or their professional life, they're not where they want to be. And they need to start understanding a lot more of these human behavior hacks that are going to influence both their business and also their personal life in order to grow. And so we just find it so much easier. Everything flows so much easier. So please, if you haven't already done so, get really, really clear with who your target audience are, look at their demographics, look at their psychographics, and then really understand those types of people. And this is why I consistently push about being driven mofos and the people who are in our community are driven mofos because I don't really work with lazy people who can't be bothered, who don't really want to do anything in life. And I still get messages from people who go, I got this friend, they've got drug and alcohol problems and they probably need your help. And I'm like, they probably do, but they're probably not my client. That's not my specialty. I can do it, but it's not what my skill set is. My skill set is working with driven people. Normally they're professional or they're business owners. These are the people that I love working with. And now when I know that, our events are normally full of those people. And it's really enjoyable because then the people who come get to connect with other people that are like-minded. And so they understand things at a different level. Now, we might have people who are just starting a business. We might have, you know, people who are, just want to start to better their own lives, but they've done enough work on themselves or they're self-aware enough to know that it's action time. It's time to go and they want to get good results. Make sure that you're spending the time to get really, really clear with these things. Also, make sure you set up your payment terms correctly. And then just let people know, like, this is the deal. If it's outside of that, I can't really help you. Because if not, you'll start price reducing when you do that. It's a fast track to the bottom. Also, you don't want to get to a point where you spend half of your week in court every week or half a week on the phone to lawyers or a legal team trying to get the fucking money that you're owed because you've got shitty customers. And every business owner that I know has some form of shitty customer and they know them. They're very self-aware of them and the traits and everything like that. But sometimes they don't educate their team on them. They don't educate that it's okay to say no, especially when you've got a high pressure sales team, they'll fucking sell anything to anybody. And that can be a huge problem as well. So just be aware of these things. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. Massive shout out to everyone in the community and everyone who's listening to this podcast who have been sharing it with their friends, with their family. I've been getting messages from people, getting tagged in things on social media. So I really appreciate it. It's absolutely awesome having a community of driven mofos that want to achieve more in life and also surround themselves with other driven mofos and share what we do with them. So thank you very much for that. And also thank you to all those who have been joining our Facebook group. It is absolutely cranking. So it's the no bullshit business hacks for driven mofos on Facebook. 
If you just go to the search bar on Facebook and type in Driven Mofo Business Hacks, you'll find it there. You can join it for free, but it's for business owners who want to grow. And every day I'm dropping content in there around sales, marketing, operations, leadership. We do Focus Friday where for one hour, everyone just focuses on one task and we do it as a focus group and we just go hard at the tasks that we're doing. I run it all and lead it all. We also do Mindset Mondays as well, where I talk about mindset hacks. For those of you out there who've joined that, who have shared it, really appreciate it. Remember Driven Mofos, never underestimate the dream. Keep pushing hard, keep living with mojo. 